With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. One Welcome to another episode of Mugger, joined by two regulars, Rodney, and we have a debutant this evening. Timmy, how's it going, mate? All good, my bro. Good, good, good. Stevie, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Good to see Timmy on. Yeah. We can't can't really see him. (laughs) (laughs) We can't really see him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Rodney, how you doing, man? It's been a while. How you been? Yeah. It's been a while. How you been, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just on day release, so I can make an appearance. Lovely, lovely. Obviously, you've got that Court of Agenda episode. Um, I'll release it tomorrow, actually, um, on Bruno Fernandez. So for those of you who aren't patrons, uh, sign up Patreon, check it out. Uh, I to put Steve in a blender. Obviously, we've got the YouTube um, <laughs> Discord popping as usual. So if you're not already a member of our Discord community, sign up. Uh, follow the Twitter page. Um, subscribe to the YouTube, etc., etc. LD, uh, first time you're part of the the Mugga Manchester United group chat. You've been there for a while, part of the furniture at this point. It's your first time on the pod. How you doing, mate? Yes, now thank you, boys, for having me. I'm very excited. 
Yeah, yeah you got to set up. you got a mic. Yeah, and, like, that's what I mean. He's, he's, like, he's set up better than Rodney. Yeah, Rodney. Rodney's out here using his phone and that. Rodney, Rodney. Rodney, been on Mooka for a year. It's not okay, though. You know what I'm I have a laptop, but it's fun. Yeah, don't worry. Don't, this, Rodney's you have sitting to, in his bed, you know. I, this yeah, guy's yeah. sitting in his bed, you know. You don't have to explain to the likes of us, Rodney. Listen, I said, I'm, all I'm trying to do, yeah, is just keep the standard. Do you know what I mean? They told me that, tell me, listen, you've got to come correct. Do you know what I mean? You've got to come sounding calm. So that, that's that's me. I'm just trying to do what I can. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just, yeah, we it. appreciate that. Obviously, you're the new guy. So there's a couple of hungry wolves on this panel. So mind that they don't use your head. They don't try to baptise you, yeah? Just make sure you're... you're, you're <laughs> make sure you're Jackson Hayes, you guys. Make sure you're on your toes. Listen, so. For my P's and Q's, <laughs> For real, for real. Cool, with that, with that being done, um, let's let's get into it. So, yesterday, played West Ham, uh, a 1-0 win, um, puts us pretty comfortably in second place. I'm going to go, I'll start with you, LD, since you're the new guy. Just wanted to get your thoughts on the performance, obviously, the lineup, how how you thought we did. Um, yeah, give us your thoughts. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, look, it's one of those games where, you know, we're in March, the players are knackered. We got mad injuries. We got the three points, and I think ultimately, looking back on it, just happy to get that goal. No matter how we got it, obviously, a bit bit of fortune there um, with the goal from the corner. But listen, just it wasn't a great performance. Um, lineup wasn't ideal, but I guess given the given the injury list we have at the moment, I'm not sure who probably couldn't have made too many changes realistically. Uh, but got the three points in the day, so back in second, back above Leicester. That's the, do you know what I mean? Like, one of those games, in it? Just, just take it and move on, I think. Cool, cool. Very, very short, very sweet. Um, I'll come over to you to a man who loves to really get into the nitty-gritty of stuff. Uh, Rodney, uh, what were your what were your thoughts on the, the performance? Boy, I think I watched like 20 minutes, but... <laughs> I told this guy. Yeah, what never, mind. Never, never mind. Never mind. I'll ask of you actually prep for this pod. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, uh, what were your thoughts on the I guarantee you, if we'd lost, yeah, Rodney would have watched the whole game. I need to have a hell of a lot to say. But I digress. Yeah, Jimmy, what were your thoughts on the on the game? Man, it was just a boring game, wasn't it? Like, um, bro, I just don't think any team really came out of second gear. Um, we got the goal in the second half rather fortuitously, I guess, um, with the own goal and whatnot. And then, like, we just like that was the most comfortable one nil I've seen from us in in a long time. Like, I thought, I mean, West Ham had a, a, a spell where they like semi tried to push but they they didn't really pepper us like I expected them to, especially with the lineup that we put out, like the team was really, really um <clears throat> the team really should have been got out a lot more than um than they did <laughs> than they did. But um yeah man, like take the one nil and move on man. Just boring performance. Like I ain't really got nothing negative to say. I ain't really got nothing positive to say. Like I think the biggest thing is that we got the three points in a game that I think a lot of us thought could have been a potential banana skin, especially with the injuries that we've got at the moment. So, yeah, man. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, agreed. Um, Obviously, you've got Antonio up top. Uh, 
you don't really look forward to him going up against Maguire and Lindelof. He started pretty strongly and he looked like he was going to make it a long day for the two of them. But to be honest with you, after the first 15, 20 minutes or so, I uh, didn't see very much of him. Um, we had Greenwood up front, which I want us to get into. Um, then you got McTominay and Fred, but at this point, they're a, they're a hazard that we just accept as it is. You you navigate the game regardless of, of, of how they're playing. Um but I, I mentioned it and I want to get into a bit more detail about it. Um, naturally, I'd come to you, um, uh, Rodney, but you only watched 20 minutes, as you quite thankfully let us all know. But so, to be fair, the 20 minutes that I watched was like the 20 minutes that Green, everyone was shouting about Greenwood. So, to be okay, fair. Okay, so, so that's you always say that you're ready to step up, yeah? All right, cool. I can talk a little bit on Greenwood. Yeah, all right, cool. So, um, yesterday we saw uh, Mason in the number nine role. Um, what were your thoughts on this performance? Yeah, he's, so if we're if we're not going to go with Martial, which we're not, then then it's Greenwood, man. I thought that number nine performance had everything. It was complete. He was holding up the ball. He was stretching play. He was still a threat. He was unlucky not to get at least one goal. Yeah, man, it was it was a, it was a good nine performance. All, it was a good all round number nine performance. I don't think we've had that. It's either like we've got Cavani, a good movement, but nothing else. And well, Martial, good hold up play, but not good movement. I thought Greenwood offered everything in one that we've been missing with the two other strikers. So I thought it was, a, it was a really good performance from him. So in other games, you've got Greenwood with his back to goal, pretty much on the halfway line, having to beat about ten players. It's not really, it's not really his game. So getting closer to goal, which you saw against West Ham, and it's, to be fair, West Ham aren't terrible defensively either. Some of their centre backs are, are quite are quite good. So. To see him do that, then he's got to stay number nine for me. It was a, it was a good performance in the twenty minutes that I saw. I never saw much else of him, but in the twenty minutes that I saw, he was very involved. I think he hit the post. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, um, he did. You, you mentioned something that I actually wanted to go on to, and it will also link to our listeners' questions later on in the pod. So um, the only other notable number nine performance I remember him having was the reverse game against uh, West Ham, the three-one. Mm. Uh, Martial went off injured. He scored a really good goal, um, and he probably should have scored another one as well. Um, there's talk about us getting Haaland in the summer. Harry Kane potentially looking around at different strikers. Uh, Stevie, uh, are you of the opinion that we give Greenwood a run in the team to see if he can be our striker long term, or are you of the opinion that regardless of how well he does, you want to bring in a certified big hitter? Yeah, no, I think we need to give him a run in the team 100. He he deserves a run in the team. Um, and I think earlier on in the season, um, he wasn't getting goals, but he wasn't playing particularly well out wide as well. I think the other teams had kind of sussed him out. But the number nine role definitely suits him more. I think all United fans can see that his skill set is um, leans more towards that role. And with Martial, as good as his performance was um, recently, um, I think that... Most United fans have concluded that he's not going to be our number nine going forward. We've got, what, I think it's nine games left in the Premier League. So I think that's enough games to give Greenwood to see if he can he can take up that mantle and potentially look to be um, someone who picks that up um, on a regular basis next season. But I don't necessarily think it's wise to try and go into next season trying to win the Premier League title with what he'd be like a 19 year old um up front um i do still think that we need to get in 
um, a top striker, perhaps less important than the right wing role because we don't have anyone there, basically. But I still think we need to get in the top striker. And if not um, to replace Greenwood, just to at least give him competition. I think at all great clubs, you'll have at least um, two players trying to fight for that spot. And when you don't, you perhaps lack the edge that you'd get if you did. So I think you should get a run out with the remaining games left in the Premier League and then we can analyse it from there. Okay, okay. Um, is there? I'll come to you, LD. Are you in agreement with Steve or are you in disagreement? So let's say, for example, um, we get in a Holland. Um, what does that do to Greenwood's development? Um, or vice versa, we keep Greenwood. Are we confident with Greenwood and perhaps Marshall as his understudy? <laughs> That's funny to actually say. Cause yeah, good. <laughs> I think seven years older than him. Uh, Marshall as his under, um, understudy. Are we confident with that pairing? been enough for us to I guess the minimum acceptance is again top four um yeah what what are your thoughts LD it's a it's a really interesting one I think Stevie made a good point I'm more or less really in agreement with him I think you've got to go out and try and get someone like Holland if you can uh for me you need to get top someone like Holland isn't it Holland mad all right so what we're not going to do is butcher uh Names from from Central that, Europe. That yeah. is exactly how you said his name. <laughs> that is literally Holland. He said Holland. I said Holland. What's 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 Holland? He said Holland. Stevie's always Harland. there chatting shit, bro. This is my blood. Timmy, is that you speaking? I can't see you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, not to not to not to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not to digress, but I just want to make sure. You know, still. in 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 the, in the past we've been questioned about our pronunciation. So, is it is it Holland, and am I wrong? And it's not Holland, or are you just butchering the man's name? I, I think it's Holland, but I, you know what? Yeah, do your thing. We'll find out. Holland. We'll find. Let, let him now. Let him do his thing. We'll, we'll find out from the listeners <laughs> tomorrow who knows what's going on. Go, go on, LG. Yeah, please, someone tell me. Tell me straight out if I'm butchering it or not. Let me know you, what the you are. Is you are. I, I, I was ah, that, okay. Why is Harland? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. And we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. But either way. Either way. Yeah, we need to get him in. So for me personally, I think I, I think it's great that we try and nurture these players, but. You know, we, the thing is, we need to win. We need, we're Man United, like we're a big club, and I think sometimes we, for as much as we want to develop these youngsters, we also need youngsters. We, we they have to be exceptional and ready to perform now. And if they're not, we need to kind of bring players in who are ready to perform now. Well, I mean, obviously, he's not like he's a 28-year-old striker either. Obviously, he's quite young himself. But I just think we need more competition for places. We need more high-quality players in the squad. Where if we actually need to give someone a rest, we actually can give someone a rest and be confident the person coming into the team can step up and score goals as well. You know, we see players like, like Rashford last year, right? We literally played this guy until he broke into, like, do you know what I'm saying? So I think we really need more quality in the squad that we can actually rotate, actually give players a break, be confident the player coming in is going to come in, score a couple, can at least score a couple of goals. The defence actually need to worry about them rather than there being someone that is just kind of there to fill up a space and, you know what I'm saying, to give someone a rest. We need real quality uh, so for me, I think we still need to bring in someone like someone like Holland or Haaland, um and really give some better better quality in the squad, better better opportunities for rotation to keep players fresh heading into this part of the season, business end of the season now. And if we could, if we could rotate better, players will be as would be much better condition. They won't be running on fumes. They might not even be injured as well. They might actually really be fit and available right now. So 
for me, that's that's what I would look to do personally. That's what I'd like to see us do. Cool. So you you raise a kind of point about our overall, I guess, quality of our our attacking uh, cohort. And there's another player I want us to discuss. Um, his performance yesterday, Marcus Rashford. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Um, come on now. You can't talk Greenwood and not give me a little. Come on, bro, man. Who doesn't love Greenwood, man? No, Everybody I mean, wants um, Greenwood. Man's got to, man's got to um, say, say a couple yeah, of words on, on, on my star boy. Listen, nine games left, <clears throat> plus a couple, um, plus um, Europa League and FA Cup. If Oli's serious, then he gives Greenwood an extended run of games as our number nine. And let's see if this boy really is ready or not. Um, he should really, because Martial hasn't covered himself in glory this season. Cavani's been okay when he's come into the team, but he can't stay fit. And <clears throat> it doesn't seem like he's adjusting very well to the Premier League. So um, naturally, the um, next option down would be Greenwood. Um, Oli's, it's going to be a big summer because Oli needs to decide, like, is he going to go all out and spend 90 plus mil on the top striker? Or is he going to trust Greenwood and then use that money elsewhere? I think Greenwood should be given opportunity for the rest of the season to stake his claim as the number nine going forward. And if he can do that well enough, then spend the money elsewhere. Because it's all well and good bringing in someone like Haaland <clears throat> or Harry Kane. And I'm, not opposed, and I'm not opposed to it, but what I am opposed to is bringing someone in that much money when we've got someone else in our ranks that has the potential to be in that echelon of player whilst we've still got so many deficiencies at the back, we've still got deficiencies in DM, it's, we just have to spend smart. I'd rather spend that money on a DM if I know that Greenwood's going to get me 25 goals next season as our main nine. So let's give him a run of games, trial him, see what he does and even if, he does, even if the goals don't come, yesterday's performance was top quality from Greenwood. The only thing he didn't do was score. He was quality yesterday. Like, oh man, I've got so much high hopes for this kid. We cannot ruin it, man. We, we literally cannot ruin it. Mm. Give him uh, this run. Give him a run, man. Cool. Um, one thing I always love about Rodney is that you can always see what his thoughts are based on his facial expression. So, not very good at playing poker. So, um, quite quite the plethora of facial expressions there throughout your monologue, Um to me, so I'm assuming he, he disagrees with some of the things that you've said. Um, just for the sake of a difference of opinion, I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on giving Greenwood a run, potentially not going and grabbing a big name in the summer, and what that may do, uh, pros and cons for you, Rodney. So, uh, first off, I didn't listen to what Timmy said, it's just Timmy Sal's making faces. So, <laughs> I don't have anything to disagree, but my my, my Bro, opinion... Why is this guy a waste man for blood? <laughs> I know, I come on, I wasn't even listening to you, I was just making faces because it's you. Oh gosh. But anyway, anyway I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him that opinion. Look at him though. Clown. Yeah, we can't hear you, boy. Where did he go? Oh, man. Yeah, you're, you're here, you're back, go on. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, I, I, even if he gets a run of game and he gets he gets a couple of goals, I, so we need another number nine. It's just I think that that much is true. Whether Greenwood gets, I agree with Timmy, uh, Stevie, and LD. 
give him a run to the end of the season because we don't have much of a choice anywhere else in the squad. But going forward, even if he does well in that run, I still think we need another nun. I don't think, I don't think personally Greenwood is ready to go a whole season and I don't think we should really gamble on a nine-game spell going to challenge on all four fronts next season. So even if he gets something like one in two or whatever in the last nine games or he puts in a few good performances and a few decent ones, I, I don't really know if we can gamble on um, going into next season with him as a number nine if we want to win um, the Champions... <clears throat> well, not Champions, if we want to t- um, compete for the Premier League. So for, me, it's, for me, it's too much of a gamble. What nine? What nine would you get then? I don't even watch world football. So because if, if we're looking at if we're looking Harry Kane's going to be here for five years, which is where into Greenwood's prime. Here, if if we, if we mm. sign Kane, yeah. that's a five-year job. If we sign yeah. Haaland, that's potentially a ten-year job. That's football, you man. Know what I mean, I that's I completely understand. I completely mm. understand what you're saying. But when will be when will Greenwood get the chance to be a number nine? Do you not think it would be smarter then <clears> if we all agree? How good he's gonna be? My, yeah, yeah. Then don't spend that much money on a nine. Bring but in someone issue, like a Danny Ings or whatever. Sorry, my bro. issue. Bring, my issue is if we go with Greenwood next season, mm. it's a massive gamble, man. I agree. That, I, I, no, I, that, that's understandable. But then don't bring in an elite nine. Bring in a nine that you know can get goals, that you know is a good, good nine, mm. and have Almost him like there. Right, have him there until Greenwood is ready. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I didn't see we I didn't say we need an elite number nine, but we need another number nine. It's just yeah, no, that's why. There's that's also that, that there's also true. nothing wrong. Like if we could afford it, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking five years with Kane and then having Greenwood just like push him all the way because no, five years is look, too long. That's five way nah, too long. long. He'd five be what twenty three, twenty four. Greenwood's nineteen. No, that's long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he would get minutes though. That's the thing. Regular minutes like, though, as a, as, a, as a number nine. When when you came, when when you nah. when you get to, when you get to a level where you think you should be starting as a number nine, which Greenwood should be at by the age of twenty two, he's not gonna be sitting. Let's say we're getting to cup finals or you know must win league games. Like he's do not we even get five years out of Harry Kane? Do we even get five years out of Harry Kane? How old is he? Twenty eight. You can. He's yeah, yeah. I think you would. I think we can. I think it, 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 the best of both worlds to me is possibly Haaland, just because he has resale value. Um, if he comes here and he does well, there's another step to go. There's the Real Madrid, there's the Barcelonas who who come in and they they take the best um, continental talent. Um, but before we look uh, at our Europa League form, I just wanted to discuss a, a few players' performances on the weekend. Um, I want to start with Marcus Rashford. Um, I was surprised he played actually. Um, my, my understanding was that he was still a bit shaky and that we were going to save him for the um, AC Milan performance. And considering that, I don't want to be too harsh on him. Um, but what were your thoughts on his performance on, on Sunday? He looked tired to me. I've got to say, he looked tired. Obviously, he had that knock in the City game um, and we've rushed him straight back for this one. He's played like the, he played a lot of this one as well. Um, did he? Did he? No, he played the whole game, didn't he? Against West Ham, yeah, the whole game. This guy looks tired to me. He looks like he's running on fumes again. And like, I'm kind of worried that we're doing exactly the same thing that we did to him last year, which is just play him until he drops. We know he needs he needs shoulder surgery. Um, that I'm hoping they can postpone that until after the Euros. He's just he's just obviously I don't know, locked his ankle. 
got AC Milan coming up. He looks. We didn't make any subs. No, I was just about to say that. Crazy, yeah. Well, he didn't make one sub. Which is mad. It's mad in March, mid-March, LG, he's making no sense. if you haven't noticed, Mariah is trying to put you in a split, bro. He's trying to... I'm really, I'm really not. No, 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 no. I'm not, <laughs> I, wasn't, no I wasn't. Just giving a bit more context to what he was saying. No, I wasn't trying to put you in a split. Go on, All LG. these men are going to play on Thursday. No, you're not. You're not nah, LD, I'm, 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 I like him. So I'm not going to do him how I do you. I'm going to do him how I do you, though. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but obviously for me, it's that he missed a really good chance, and it, it was quite interesting as well because after the AC Milan um, game, there was a stat for the amount of headers that mm. our attackers have scored, um, and Rashford was like one mm. header in like eighty-five goals or whatever the case may be, and he's like he's six foot one, six foot two, good athlete, great athlete in fact, um, and that was so surprising to me. But then with that chance that he had on Sunday, you can see exactly why. He doesn't score so many with his head because despite the fact it went on to be a pretty comfortable win, we get that goal early, it just kind of settles it settles the nerves a bit. Um, I think he needs a break. I think he needs a break, he needs a rest. But our issue is, uh, like Stevie mentioned, there is a lack of quality in the, in the, in the squad. Um, if you drop him, who are you bringing in? Who do you trust to be a deputy? Um, Dan James, his pace gets him in good positions. Um, what he actually does in those positions, um, that that's another conversation. Um, we haven't used much of Greenwood on the left, to be honest with you. Marshall, I don't really like him on the left anymore. He, he looks like he's lost a yard. He lacks uh, that explosiveness uh, coming in and he doesn't make the same runs that Rashford makes. Um, so I don't want to be too harsh on Rash, but yeah, just to finish up your, your, your thoughts on his performance, LD. No, I'm, I'm really with you, to be honest. I think he had, you know, obviously the header was a glaring miss. And to your point, it's, he, he doesn't score any at all. Like whoever helped Rooney and Ronaldo start putting them away, we need to, they need to have a word, I think, because he's like you said for his stature, for his athleticism, he really should be scoring a lot more of them, or at least he should be like a threat. He should be like competing for those headers and getting those positions more often. He also had that chance in the second half when he uh, it was the second half when he cut inside and then the shot was blocked. So it wasn't it wasn't a vintage performance from him, of course. But like I said, I'm, I'm with you really. I think he looks tired to me. It's you know he's struggling to get through some of these games. I don't think he's he's at his uh, sharpest. I don't think he's he's obviously still got his athleticism, but he's not looking like he's really in the right moment right now. So, but like you said, this is kind of go back to my point earlier. I wish we had a stronger squad where we could like actually rest him, and the person who comes in to replace him can give a, a solid performance of like a if not the same level, then at least like an equitable kind of level. But the problem is. Our squad at the moment, the injuries we have and the the form players are in, it's, it's just difficult for us to do that. Um, and I think that's that's the problem. But yeah, it wasn't a great performance. Wasn't a great. Wasn't his best now. Not not at all against West Ham. I'm not gonna lie though. I think we cut Rashford a lot of slack. Like we give him a lot of praise. I was just about praise, to say that the praise is due. Like when we praise him, it's correct. But also when when he's lacking, like we do have to criticize him as well. Not that he's doing badly or anything, but Rashford is like if we look at the last few games, maybe like six or seven or so, some of the chances he's missed, I can't put that down to like fatigue. Um, and the reason I say that is because I kind of seen it across his whole career where. Um, I think if we look towards next season and we're trying to improve again, then he has to go up 
another level again because some of these games where you're only going to get one or two chances, you need your forwards to be a bit more clinical. And that's, like, of all Rashford's skills, that's the one thing I can't say. Like, he's not a one-chance, one-finish kind of guy. Like, he often needs a second, sometimes a third bite at the cherry. Um, yesterday's chance for a forward, like, you've got to pack that. There's, there's no excuses. I don't really... I don't really think fatigue or injury can really account for that. Just keep um, keep to, keep the ball on target and just get enough contact on it to, to net it in. So, yeah, his performance, is, his performance level has gone down, but also I think he just needs to work on trying to be a bit more clinical and he could have much higher numbers than, than he already has. Agreed, agreed. Uh, what were you going to say to me? How do you say that we cut Rashford too much slack? But you're on court of agenda defending Bruno, though. Yeah, uh, did you listen to the court of agenda? No, I ain't seen it yet. I didn't even know it was out, mate. Nah, it's, but, not, it's coming out right, soon. Then. Anyway. So how could I have seen it, then? Then when, when you listen <laughs> to it, then, when you listen <laughs> to it, no then sense. you'll know that I don't listen, Bruno that much listen, slack. Listen, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, um, let me go, right? Fam, this guy is 23 years old. He's just about to enter his prime. And he's been one of our two best players this season, basically carrying, basically carrying, flipping the team all season. Like, Rashford's never been the best finisher. We all know that he's never been the best finisher. We all know that finishing, um, his finishing needs improvement. But, aside from that, you can't name me one player in that squad that puts in more effort than Rashford, that works as hard as Rashford, by the way, we all it's, it's duly noted that he's injured, by the way. We all know that he's injured and has been injured for a while now, right? So he deserves all the slack that he gets. I, this Marcus Rashford, like, too much slack or whatever, like, I don't understand it. Rashford is literally an embodiment of Manchester United right now, like, with the way, <clears throat> pardon me, with the way, with the way that he plays, his attitude, everything about what Rashford does, it screams Man United player. Even the stuff that he's doing off the pitch, right? The guy's 23 years old. He's fatigued, he's tired, like, and he's still giving it his all. Yes, his finishing can, could do with some improving, but I'm, like, if Rashford's going to miss chances every game, right? I'm not going to look at him, I'm not going to look at him and, and say, oh, we're cutting the man too much slack. Because every other um, dimension of his game is thoroughly improving. We've played non-stop football basically since, what, July last year, yeah? So, I, I mean, I can't remember the last time Man United had a week off. When was the last time United had a week off? I can't even remember. Like, remember. so much football. We're playing two, three games a season. We reached the semi-final of the FA Cup last season. So, we need to play FA Cup. We reached the flipping semi-final of um, Europa League last season. So when the season finished, we still had to go and play um, Europa League as well. Then they got a month to rest, less than a month even. Back was back on the 12th of September. Not only is the guy playing every game for Man United, he's played 43 games for United this season, by the way. Mm. Not only is he playing every game for United, he's playing every game for England as well. So he need, he deserves all the slack. Marcus Rashford could perform at a 3 out of 10 for the rest of the season. And I wouldn't bat an eyelid. The guy's tired. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
hold on, let me finish. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me finish, yeah? Like, first it was the back injury. Now it's the shoulder injury. You can tell that he's not at 100%. And he's still putting in more than half the man on that pitch every single game. The guy deserves slack, bro. Like, you can't say you give him too much slack. He deserves more slack even, the way I see this fan base get onto him. I'm going to play devil's advocate and maybe you might have something a bit different to say, um, Stevie. But um, he's playing for Manchester United. Just a, there's a certain standard that's expected. And if we're looking across our season and if we're looking at players like Martial not doing as well as he should have and Greenwood having a, a, a regression from his stats from last season and Rashford is the one getting the chances, when are we going to hold him accountable for not putting those, the big chances, like the, the, the middling chances, fair enough, but the big chances that he consistently misses um, are definitely part of the difference between where we are now and the gap between us and City. Remember, 21 in 21, you you, you and Sebi coined that frame, phrase, um, Greenwood definitely has to hold his hands up to, to a certain extent, I mean, Rashford certainly has to hold his hands up to a certain extent. Well, I disagree, man, like... <clears throat> He's carried his he's carried he's carried his share of the load, man. Like it's not twenty one and twenty one ain't dead because of Rashford. Twenty one and twenty one is dead because people like Martial can't finish their chances. Or people like Greenwood weren't um playing as well as they could play. Twenty one and twenty one being dead has nothing to do with Rashford. In fact, the fact twenty one and twenty one was even a thing is because of people like Rashford. Uh, you can't give him the credit for when he was bagging. I'm giving him all the credit. Nine in twenty nine. Nine in twenty nine. You know yeah, what it is, yeah? LD, then CV, sorry. Well, I want to say, just quickly on Rashford, what I will say is, part of the frustration I think some people have, okay, I'll talk for myself at least, I'll say for what, part of my frustration with Rashford is, I can easily see the world-beater, world-class forward he can be or could be at times. And I think, for, I'll speak for myself anyway, for me, that's where part of the frustration comes from. Because when you see him miss these easy, simple chances or like misplace these headers or et cetera, et cetera, it just, it's so frustrating because like other games, he looks like an absolute star like already. like He looks like he's there. He looks like he's next. And other games, he just looks like he falls off a little bit. Now, I do think part of it is the fatigue. He is getting run into the ground. Like, he's, Oli, I, it's, it's a bit mad. Like The guy plays too many games. He doesn't get a rest. He's carrying like at least – he's probably carrying what, three injuries. Well, like two, these two injuries. It took him a while to get over his back injury. Now he's got a shoulder. Now he's hurt his ankle a little bit. So I do think that is a little part of it. But for me, that's where my frustration comes from. Is like I believe in this guy's talent so much. Like I see the world class player he could be and hopefully you know, should be really and hopefully will be. And so for me, that's that's where part of my yeah, I see the dribbling, the the power he gets off off his shots, like the athleticism, the the, the intelligence. I see a lot of that. So link up play. So that's where part of my frustration comes from. But I do believe in him for sure. And uh, I think, yeah, like, I think if as long as he, as long as we keep this guy healthy, which is for me the big thing at the moment, like he's get, yeah, if we, if we can keep him healthy, if we can keep progressing, then I think he will get there. But yeah, that, that's what I would say. Uh, interesting comments in the comments, um, but I'll, I'll let you have the last word, Stevie, and we'll go on to the next topic. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, like it's look, we all love Rashford. Do you know what I mean? Everyone everyone respects the guy's talent, but. We're Man United, obviously. Oh, Jimmy. The way you're saying it, yeah, you're saying like I have to say this. Or, or the, or the, yeah, <laughs> we, we all, yeah, we all love Rashford, like yeah, come on, like. No, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely Rashford fan. But what I'm saying is, yeah, um, 
we're looking to go for the title either next season, the season after that. Rashford's current level right now will need to see an increase in order to get that title because when it comes to these big games, you might get one win. You're capping, bro. The guy's got 30 goals in the season. You think you've got what's about? That's like goals and assists in 40 games season. You think his current level, the way he's playing, in all the games this season, is enough to yes, take a bro. title next season. Because he's playing left wing. Yeah, yeah, if you've got a striker, I, 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 got a striker that's scoring two in three, then of course it's good enough. But what are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. He needs to go up it? a level. He needs to go up a level. What was the money in the last Adam, season? What hold, was on, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. I agree with Rodney and Timmy. I don't think his numbers are necessarily the issue because yeah, if we had a striker even getting one and two, that yeah. would put us a lot closer to, mm. to City. You know I think I mean? the, pro- the problem comes in when... <laughs> the problem comes in when he's the player that we're relying for on, Bar Bruno, to get our goals, and it makes his misses even more glaring. Rick makes a good comment. Um, I think the chances may just be who Rashford is. Sterling is probably even worse, yet City aren't relying on him to carry them to the title. It's always a collective thing. And then Kayade um, rebuttals that with, you hit the nail on the head. Our biggest issue is we're reliant on individuals. And they make a really good point. They make a really good point. You cannot really point fingers at our highest scorer in our attack who mm. is scoring from the left wing when we've got... Add the goals of Cavani and Martial. They haven't got us. Add the goals of Cavani, Martial and Greenwood. They don't have as many yeah, goals yeah, yeah. as um, Marcus Rashford has. Um, I think he's fine. He's on exactly the trajectory you want him to be on. Should yeah. he be a bit more clinical? For sure. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's yeah. definitely the, the the least of our worries. Um, so yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get a bit more quality I around him. That. Um, Is that you in the blender, <laughs> Tim, bro? Just, <laughs> hey, you know when you just get that skeptic, like, oh, Timmy, relax, Timmy, relax, holding it. All right, Timmy, relax. I hear you. I hear you. Let's go. 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 let us go let us <laughs> I'm not even for the Liverpool game. You're out here. You're out here telling me, oh, you was right. You was right. Nah, Listen. You, you know what's mad to me, yeah? That day, I had you on a £500 bet that, and who, that we were going to And who ended up being right? Me. You, again. but you didn't take the cash, Bro, did you? Where are Liverpool in the league right now? Where are Liverpool in the league right now? You didn't take the cash, did you? But where are Liverpool in the league right now? You should have backed yourself, man. You should have backed yourself, bro. Let's move what on. What was the bet? What, what was that? Bro, this guy was trying to tell me that Liverpool were way better than United and now Liverpool are going to win the league again and this and that and United don't stand a chance and blah, blah, blah. You know what? I said, I said, let's put £500 on it now and he backtracked like a bitch, boy. But he would have been £500 up. This is, a, this, is, this, is a, this is a family-friendly Ooh, podcast, Stevie. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mariah, you, you mean? swore at me in the, in the Patreon piece. Listen, Patreon is not family-friendly still. Uh, <laughs> it all goes on Patreon. So I'm um, looking ahead to Thursday's game. So we've got the return leg against uh, AC Milan. Uh, 1-1 drawing the first leg. Firstly, I want to get your thoughts on um, the performance in the first leg uh, obviously 
Stevie and Rodney, we had our Patreon reaction vid, so I'll be looking to LD and Timmy's thoughts, and then we'll look ahead to Thursday's game. So, uh, Timmy, what were your thoughts on Thursday's performance against AC Milan? Um, bro, I woke up late, but I, was, I caught like the last 20 minutes. But I didn't ah, like you did a Rodney, anyway. yeah? Nah, but fam, you know me, fam. <laughs> ah. not, man, Rodney's, Rodney's claiming he watched 20 minutes, but I don't believe him. Like, when I say that I watched 20 minutes, <laughs> well, when I say I watched 20 minutes, you know I watched 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. There. So, bro, I, I missed Ahmad's goal. Um, I saw a replay of it, and I'm really happy that he managed to get um, his account. Um, he managed to open his account. I thought he would get a chance to um, play, even just come on for a little bit on um, yesterday, which is kind of annoying that he didn't. But yeah, bro, this is the thing. Like, and this is what I'm telling you about first gear um, yesterday. Like. West Ham being the first year, like, they didn't worry us, like, throughout, through, <clears throat> as soon as we went 1-0 up, AC Milan started putting pressure on us, because we just sat back and soaked the pressure, like, we had a chance to go 2-0 up, and obviously you lot's boy Maguire, the less said the better. Um, to be fair, AC were pressuring us all game, not just... I, like, I said, I did, like I said, I just see the last 20 minutes, innit, yeah, so I can't, they were um, on I can't us speak on it. I can't speak on. I know they had a goal disallowed early, but two. Oh, this is. Oh, they had two disallowed. Two. One was definitely an offside, but the second one, which was a handball, I think we were we were I pretty was, lucky. Um, dubious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, but listen, it doesn't surprise me. Like United, United love to hold a one nil, hold a one nil FC, bro, which we can never do, or hold a lead FC, bro. Like we need to start putting games with the sword early. Like AC Milan didn't have Zlatan. Uh, I'm not looking at AC Milan's team and I'm thinking, yeah, these are these are better than us or these lot should be causing us problems. They had flipping Dallow playing, for God's sake. Uh, we loaned them to him. So, you know, um, we, we loaned them. We shouldn't. We loaned him. We loaned him to them. We loaned him to them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We're gigantic. Dallow, bro, like, we shouldn't, we should be comfortable against AC. Like, and we weren't, uh, we end up conceding with pretty much the last kick of the game. And here's what it is. Henderson, it's a bit mad still. Like, I don't know what he was doing for that goal. But, um, listen, Deo makes mistakes all the time. So I'm not even going to um, flip him, what you call it. I'm not even going to say too much about Henderson. Let's just hope that he doesn't make that kind of mistake again or anytime soon. Um, second leg, do I think we're going to go through? I don't know, man. Ollie's talking about we've got five of the players that we're missing back on Thursday. So Pogba, Van der Beek, Marshall, um, Cavani, yeah. and am I missing somebody else? I don't. I don't see Pogba playing on Thursday. I think Pogba's definitely going to be after the international break. But to be honest, we need international break. If we can, if we can stumble past AC and then obviously beat Leicester at the weekend, then um, yeah, the um, international breaks come up good time for us because we can go into the last part of the season with a full head of steam man. Facts. Um, what are your thoughts LD? Um, maybe less looking back at Thursday and looking more towards uh, this Thursday. I'm backing us. I'm backing us man. Backing based, us on, based on what? Based on what? Based on we can have a string two good games together back to back so I think the West Ham game we dropped it. I think we dropped the level and I think uh I think we can get back to. I think we can get back to a better performance against. Uh, really, I thought that was actually a pretty decent game from us. Which one? The West Ham game. 
Ooh, ah, we kept we kept them quiet. We created chances, and another day we'd have two or three goals. Um, yeah, I thought that was yeah. I, I don't think that was a bad performance from us. We were pretty defensively solid. Got guys bringing up the Maguire agenda again. Um, how many times are we gonna have to do this, guys? Come on. Um, yeah, you got guys bringing up the Maguire agenda again, and that was pretty solid from us. Do you think we get better than that against AC? I caught a bit of their game against Napoli um, yesterday. They looked average. Tonali's back, though, um, who obviously increases the quality in their midfield. Um, but, yeah, yeah, tell us he why. Had, he had a good game, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, he had moments against Napoli. He didn't play against us. Um, yeah, what what are your thoughts? So, obviously, you've said you, think, you don't think we're so good against West Ham, but where do you see the game being won and lost against AC Milan on, on Thursday? I think, um, I mean, that's, that's, looking back to that first leg, like, Kessie really, I couldn't help but think, oh, if we had to play like Kessie in our midfield, we'd, we'd look a lot more fluent. But I just think, I just think away from home, we've been so much better. We've been so much better than, than at home. I feel like we have more space to work. I think our players feel, and I also think when the record goes for that long, the players, the players do start to feel it. And I think the players will raise their level for away games because they feel like they're going to do better. I think we just come off the back of a brilliant result. Uh, the last away game obviously was against City, and that was a brilliant uh, performance. And I just see the players raising their game for, for AC away. Uh, I feel, like I said, I think they have more space to run into. I think AC will feel a bit more pressure to kind of to open up a little bit as well, and I think that will give us a bit more space in behind. Obviously, I think if we can get uh, Marshall, Cavani, um, I think Pope is a big one. I know some people think he might not be back until after the international break, so we'll have to wait and see. I think if he, I think if Pope is fit, um, then I think like I'm, I'm looking back to what he did against Leipzig when he came on in that second half as well. I think if Pope is fit, then I think uh, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll go through. Cool. Yeah, we, we'll look forward to that. We'll guess we'll have a reaction uh, Patreon pod after the game. Fingers yeah. crossed that it, it doesn't end up being that painful. Um, I don't know if Rodney or Timmy, you guys had any... Um, Rodney and Stevie, sorry, you guys had any additional thoughts ahead yeah, of Thursday? I think yeah. a really big week for us. It's two cup competitions, isn't it? And these, this is the only chance to secure silverware. Um, we've kind of got our big hitters out, even if they are, um, quote-unquote, like, they can play. It doesn't mean they're going to be match fit. Um, so we can't expect the best from them. So I think we're going to probably see this McFred pivot um, against Milan, against Leicester as well. We we might, if we're lucky, see Pogba feature or come on for some minutes. But um, we know how we've done when it's crunch time. Anytime there's been pressure on us, we seem to um, just go into our shells and we don't seem to pull in the performance we need or even get a result. Um, the performance is probably irrelevant um, for these for these knockout games. So, if Oli loses both of these games, like it's like it's real, it's a real concern. And to be honest, even if he loses one, I think it's still quite a concern because um, we just need to get a, a trophy of some sort this season, and we need to show that when the pressure's on us, we can deliver a performance. I think it would do a lot of harm to our mentality if come the end of the. Um, the week we're out of both competitions. Okay, so um, you make an interesting point about Oli, and it segued very nicely into the, our next topic. Um, all the murmurs are suggesting what we already expected, but it looks like Oli's going to be getting a new contract. Um, I'll start with you, um, Rodney. 
looks like we're going to be giving Oli a two, three-year contract extension, a pay rise too. Um, what are your immediate thoughts? Fucking hell, man. Can you can you see why they've done it? Can you see why they You know what? Let me let me try and put what my disappointment into words. Um, I can see why he's been given a new contract. I mean, there's no football. There, there wasn't any. To, to me, there's no football bodies at board level, so they're probably looking at it from an amateur point of view. See, I don't know, man. I I don't see apart from maybe finishing with a higher total like marginally maybe five or six more points I don't really see much progress I don't see what he's done why, why I, apart from getting rid of Deadwood which any competent manager you expect but then again we've had managing, managers in who haven't I don't see what he's done like you guys know I've given him six out of ten for the season and it's interesting to hear someone who's given him eight out of ten on a previous pod say if, if we got a cup competition he's in trouble so I, I don't I, I get it because United are stupid, but it just to me it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to give it give him a new contract. But oh man, it's another. What, how long is it? Another two, three years now of this? Yeah, it hasn't been signed, but I think that's that's what the rumor is. I think it's yeah, around. I think I think I think United are probably looking at and think this is probably the most steady period they've had under any manager in terms of like um, squad chemistry. There's there's not been too many problems. With Pogba, he seems to his man management seems to be keeping control of quite big egos in the squad. He's currently second. I think he's going to finish with what plus maybe plus seventy points, which is an improvement on last season and the season before that. So I can see why they've done it, but me personally, me personally, I wouldn't. I think it's 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 um lazy of the club, but we are where we are. We move, I guess. Yeah. Um, is there anyone who's in support of? Oli getting this new contract thinks it's well deserved and thinks that it's a good decision going forward. I don't think it's well deserved, but I think he's met his remit, so I'm not surprised by him getting a new contract. I expect that from the board. Um, I think it would be harsh to sack him, but to Rodney's point, that doesn't mean he's the man who's going to take us forward to win titles. So equally, that doesn't mean we should just give him a new contract by default. Okay. Timmy, LD, uh, from from your lack of expression, it sounds like uh, neither of you um, are, are um, in disagreement with anything Stevie or Rodney have said. Am I correct in that assumption? Um I guess so. I, I mean, I would have waited until the end of next season. Uh, just like, who, where else is he gonna go? Like, what are we worried about? Ain't nobody taking Oli. <laughs> so, I'd have waited because we're still we still got this like false sense of not security. Like the table, like not that it's a lie, but this isn't. You, this this season is a is a what do you call it in it like not a throwaway season but it's asterisks because of COVID and that. Like, do we have to, do we have to give him some credit for still being able to navigate that though? Despite it still being COVID, a COVID tax you want to put on that. There's other managers who are supposedly better than Oli. We have- 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Take them hard and Ollie, and he's been able to up to now outperform them. Yeah, but bro, like, what's outperforming? Do you know what I mean? Like, I some of the games that we've lost are home form this season. There's there's a lot going out in the Champions League group stage. There's as as positive as many positives as there are. There are that many negatives to be completely honest with you. Um, bro, I, I'm just in favour of Oli keeping his job because I don't see anyone out there that can do better than what he's doing at the moment. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And a lot of that is largely down to the fact that he just knows and understands the club better than all these other managers. Not because he's um, better tactically or he's a better manager or coach than they are, because he's probably not. So I'm in favour of keeping him. I'm not in favour of the contract renewal. I think it's stupid. Like, it's just early, man. A lot of managers don't get. A lot of managers might not get their new contract till the final six months of their deal. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you're not a sought-after coach, right? This guy's not Pep. He's not Prime Jose. He's not Fergie or whatever. Where teams will try and swoop him for these um, gaffers, right? He's Oli. He's at his. He's literally at his peak level job right now. It's never going to get any better for him, ever. So, and he's not going to leave. So just wait, man. Do you think, obviously, with obviously the, the, the changes that have come at a board level as well, um, you know, director of football staff, technical director staff, John Mercer, um, Darren Fletcher, do you think for Oli, this is kind of a vote of confidence from the board? When when the players see that the club have invested in him, there's no kind of like slacking off like, oh, they're not maybe sure about it. Maybe I don't necessarily need to give this manager my all because the club aren't sure. They've backed him, so the players know this is our manager going forward. So anyone who's perhaps thinking or looking at him sideways, that puts that to bed. Um, again, it just makes the fans comfortable because I think um, the, the, the stadium-going fans and the majority of the United fans are happy with him. Like, like we say, we've had Jose, that didn't work. We had LVG, that didn't work. And we had um, Moyes, and that's obviously fell spectacularly. So, so with them not being a standout candidate, is a steady pair of hands as good as it gets for us for now. Yeah, but 
the hands are still steady with a year left on his contract. You know what I'm saying? We have the um, United have the potential to go on ten game win streaks and ten game losing streaks with Oli as manager. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So um, whilst it just like it not only saves the club money, right? It I wouldn't be I wouldn't be focusing on building long term with Oli as the the coach, which is essentially what they're going to do when he signs this new contract. I wouldn't be focusing my energy on building with him as a coach when he still needs to do so much more before um, before um, being entitled to that. If we have a season that we had that we're projected to have this season, right? Every season, which would be second in second in the league, Champions League exit um, in the groups. Um, Champions League exit in the group stage, um, a potential trophy, um, a potential FA Cup or a potential Europa League, right? Let's say that this season is a season that we have every single season. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Like, it's not even close to good enough. And we still haven't won anything. He still lost four semi-finals. He just, to me, doesn't deserve a new contract yet. He just doesn't. But... Like I'm, I'm in favour of him seeing out his contract, and let's just see what happens. Because, like I said, Chelsea are going to come come on strong next season. Liverpool are going to come on strong next season. Leicester aren't going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Spurs can only get better. Arsenal can only get better. Like we're crediting Oli based on the deficiencies of other teams at the moment. Because in house, it's not great. I think we've even dropped more points at home than maybe now. That can't be right. But how many games do we have? I think we've played, what, 15 home games this season? And I think we've only won, like, seven or eight in the league. And that's telling you something. Yeah, I don't think anybody has anything else to add on, on that. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I feel you okay, in the sense. Yeah. Okay. yeah, what I will say, I will completely agree with the timing. I don't like the timing. I think... I think someone said, you know, we did it this when we hired him from when we were promoted him from caretaker to full time manager. It was similar, unnecessary timing. I do think you're right though. I think the restructure at the club has part a part to play. I think they're trying to lay these foundations in place and to let things and to give that continuity, to give that certainty in the structure. I do think that's an element of it, but I dislike the timing. I'd much rather wait until the end of the season, see where we see where we end up before making that decision. But I, I never thought I'd find myself doing this. But I'm going to defend Oli. I've got to say I'm going to defend him. I think it's to say we're judging him based on the on the failings of other teams. I think it's unfair because all these teams are playing in the same 20 team league. So they're all playing the same teams home and away. They're all playing for three points. So I think we have to give him credit for being second. And I think as well, for me, perspective is important just in the sense that. If we think back to the summer after that severe game, you know, Sancho Gate, I think it's fair to call it, didn't sign him. That was a shambles, complete shambles. Uh, no, I did not think we were going to finish. I, I didn't think, well, the season's not finished yet, but I did not think we are going to be 29 games in and being second. And even if Liverpool hadn't completely fell off a cliff this year, I wouldn't have thought we would be 29 games in and be third either, to be honest. So from that perspective, I've got to give Oli... No, I'm not. I'm I'm gonna disagree there. I don't like looking at like second place and calling it an achievement as such, man. It's, it's a weird one. It's so weird because in, in like 
like Timmy said, I don't want to harp on about other teams' deficiency because you're right, everyone's playing the same game, COVID or not, and he's obviously second. But second place, I, I don't really know how much... I don't know why we put such great emphasis on it, to be honest with you. Because we're still 11... How many points are we from first? No one even... We don't even know. 14, 14, 14. 14, 14, 14, 14, 14 points off of first. You might as well be... To me, you might as well be third or fourth. It makes no difference at this point. So whether you're second, third or fourth, if you're 14 points off, like, uh, to me, saying we're second and all that, I've never been... Even when we were second and there was a chance we could have won the title, I was just saying, like, second is that. Second is just second. And the fact that he's second and he's still, he's still 14 points off the top. And it was the same thing when we finished, was it 17, 18 under Marino? And we was like... We finished with 81 points, but how many points off the City? It's, it's pretty much that same thing. Nobody looks back and thinks, oh, OK, cool, we were second. Everyone says we were second, but we were this many points clear from first. So, like, I don't know, man. Putting such emphasis on second, for me, is, is, is a poor way of really judging him. But you have to give him credit for it, but I, I don't really put as much emphasis as some others do on second. Well, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think in, in terms of, like, Reality versus expectations. I didn't expect us to. Be, I didn't expect us to be where we are. So yeah, yeah, true, true, true. That's what I, I'm just saying. I, I, I completely agree with you that yeah. being second is not an achievement. You don't get a trophy finish second. I completely yeah. agree, but I didn't expect us to be second. Number one, I don't think anyone did. I certainly didn't, and I feel like it does. The problem it does give you a, a platform to build on. Like Liverpool pushed City so close, and then the next year they kicked on. It gives you a platform, but you have to go out and sign the right players. You have to go fill in these glaring weaknesses in the squad. Now, I personally, I think this team, with the squad that we have, is closer to winning the league than the 17-18 team. I think we are a little bit closer. Um, if, but again, we, we have clear weaknesses that we we should be able to address. Um, we know, we all know, you know, whether we think we need a striker or we need a right, whichever one we think is the priority, we all agree that we need, we have gaps that need filling. Or we, we all know we need a centre-back. We all know we need a better DM. You know, regardless of which order we think they should, we should sign them in. So, I, I feel like this squad is a little bit closer um, I'm not saying he's done an absolutely fantastic, incredible job, but reality, the reality is that we were all buzzing when we were like in a title challenge, but none of us thought beginning of the season we were going to win the league. Like It was on no one's radar. We were all sitting there thinking, well, mm-hmm. we, we, we've messed up Sancho. We've messed it about. You know, Van der Beek, like, he's not in the... He's barely, he's barely even touching the pitch. So we're all sitting there saying, well, if we get Champions League football, like, we've, do you know what I mean? Like, we were all shook. I, just, I was shook beginning of the season. Like, I'm not going to lie. My expectations were through the floor. So, just from that perspective, I've got to give him credit. Um, I don't like the timing of this new contract. I think it's a bit nonsensical. I don't see the need for it. But, again, you can't really sit here and say... Yeah, certainly he deserves... Um, he's, he's doing all right, man. He's doing a pretty... I think he's doing a pretty good job, to be honest. The, the squad that we have, we've got Fred McTominay in midfield and we're second. Like, listen, I don't... I think he's doing all right, to be honest. Those are the players he chooses to start with, though, Fred McTominay. There are others in the squad he could start with that he chooses yeah. not to, to be honest. True, true. But then Pogba, we saw Pogba was really coming to the fore before his injury. Pogba was really starting to take over again, and then he picks up that knock, and then mm-hmm. he was starting to do a lot more of the defensive. The, the stuff that he would do for France that he would never do for us, he was starting to do that because mm-hmm. I think he was probably starting to see, oh, actually, hold on, this team's going somewhere. And I think that was like mentally, he, he was starting to switch on a bit and be like, you know what, I will muck in a little bit. Um, and if he was coming to the fore, so I do, yeah, I, I feel I hear what you're saying. We've got other players to play, but I think he's doing all right. I, it's just a question of can we champion? Um, and if we can, I do think we can kick on. But 
yeah, I'm not saying Oli is uh, the best manager on you know going, but I think he's doing a pretty good job, and I think um, you know all things considered. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll, we'll see if that ends up being a, a good decision or if we end up regretting it um, for the next half a decade. Um, let's uh, finish up with some... <laughs> let's finish up with that question. That, 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 was, that statement was never-edged <laughs> <was never-edged> by... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was just basically saying, nah, I don't, <laughs> I don't back it still. <laughs> listen, listen. But anyway, wait, oh, what's your thoughts on it, Mariah? Where do you stand with it? Um, I'm with... I'm with um, Timmy, I'm with um, Rodney, I'm with Stevie. Um, I understand where LD's coming from, but um, it's indicative of a bigger problem, isn't it? Um, we've got non-football people in in the positions making these decisions, and Oli is just a it's a steady face. Like we keep getting Champions League, we keep getting Champions League money. The fans will always kind of back him unless he completely fall off, falls off the rails. It seems that top four is his level, so. The worst that we're going to do, as long as we have a good squad and we're able to keep our players fit, we're going to finish in the top four. Um, they're okay with that. It seems like they're okay with that. And maybe it's time for us to start to readjust our expectations. Listen, we had the greatest manager ever um, and he gave us unprecedented success. Um, but every club has a, a period like this. Like We've seen teams like Liverpool go 30 years without winning a title. So Chelsea haven't really competed uh, until they got the big money influx. Arsenal haven't won a title for coming up to 20 years now. Um, yeah, we, 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 we seem to be doing a lot of the right things. You see, Medjubri's gotten a new contract. You've got top youngsters coming through at the club. I know that's your boy, Timmy. You've got top youngsters coming through at the club. Um, my thing has always been the qualities he's had, he has... Do not underrate them. His man management skills, his understanding of the club. We've seen that guys have come in and not been able to do that. My issue is where you're weak, make sure you're aware of it and you bring in people who are able to complement him. So he had Darren Fletcher as part of the management team, uh, uh, coaching team, Mike Phelan, Michael Carrick, Kieran McKenna. Um, two and a half years on, or is it three years on now? I'm not even sure how long he's been here at this point. I'm still not quite sure what we're trying to achieve on the pitch. And that's yeah. really damning. We don't have an identity. Um, and that stems from the manager. Um, it doesn't need to be complicated, but we need to kind of understand what we're trying to do game in, game out. Um, we're very much dependent on our individuals to get us out of games. Um, and I just don't think you win that way. I think the game is more complicated than that at this point. And at the highest levels, you get caught out that way. Um, and I don't think it's any surprise, probably bar the severe game, that we have the record in semifinals that, that we have at the moment. So, yeah. For me, his cap is probably semi-finals or cup competitions, top four in the league. Um, that's not Manchester United manager level. Um, there's probably loads of managers who could do a better tactical job than him for us. But I don't know how many managers could do the man management and the kind of understanding of the size of the club um, and being able to manage that dressing room as, as well as he does. So I wish him the best of luck, man. Like Obviously, he, he's a legend um, for the club. Um, so I, I want him to do well. Um, just my, my faith isn't really there in him being able to do it, but I'll be more than happy for him to prove me wrong and, and put my hands up. So yeah, fingers crossed for him because um, obviously he's trying his best. Um, and let's let's finish up with some uh, listeners' questions. We got quite a few um, this evening. Not not sure uh, why everyone's in such a good mood, but we appreciate it anyway. We appreciate you all. Um, I'll start with Mush uh, Mush Kush from Copend. Um, Earlier in the season, telling us stuff like we'd finished 20 points behind them. 
mm. nowadays he doesn't really talk very much. Um, I must uh, run me my peas, bro. <laughs> Let's answer this question first. Eh? Uh, so the first one is: I want to know from each of you who is your United favorite from the past and who you think is overrated. Uh, I'll start with you, to Stevie. Ah, oh, damn, man! I gotta give me some thinking time. Um, yeah, sorry, man, but you, you're the last one to speak, so I'm trying to give you the mic back. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Um, United favourite from the past depends how far back we're going. Um, I think maybe obviously they they came in a pair in it, but York and Cole for me, like I just loved seeing them play. Um, they were amazing, like striking force, like did the business all the time in the big games as well. Um, overrated. <laughs> In hindsight, uh, <laughs> I'm tempted to say gigs. Mm, fair enough. Are you mad? He's welcome to. He's welcome. mad. He's welcome to. He's welcome to. Later stages. Later stages of his career. Um, cool, uh, Timmy. I'll let you off the back of Stevie. Um, your United favorite and who you think someone from the past was overrated. But everyone knows my favorite, bro. DB Seven, David Beckham. Honorable mention to Rude and Rooney, but it's got to be Beckham in it. Um, overrated, bro. United favorites that were overrated. I don't really think United have any favorites that were overrated because for them to be favorites, it means that they did their job like very well, but. I mean, if I had to pick the United favourite that was overrated, like, and this isn't because I think they're overrated, I just think that maybe they just weren't to the level that these other favourites are. I'd probably have to say, like, maybe, like, Neville, Everett, or something like that. That's what I was going to say. I can't really think of a United favourite that is overrated. I just can't. So, yeah, I'm going to go Gary Neville. Um, Shout Mm -hmm. out Everett, that's my guy still. I'm going to go Gary Neville just because I'm. I don't really think he was um, overrated. I think he was rated just fine, but yeah, I just can't really think of anyone else. So yeah, I'll go Neville. Fair enough. Uh, LD, uh, a favourite of yours from the past and someone you think was overrated? Favourite, I'm going to go Waza. No no question for me. I'm going to go Wayne, my guy. From time, um, yeah, just representing the club well. Just the way he played on the pitch, his spirit on the pitch. Uh, every game, just fighting for everything, fighting for his life, fighting for the team. So I'm gonna give it to Wayne. Also, also happened to be the top goal scorer after all of that, all is said and done. So yeah, obviously, obviously, man like man like Rooney. Um, overrated. Wow, ah, tough one. That is tough. I, like, I think I think you're right, uh, Timmy. I think like we've got legends because. Because we're you know we're a big club and we actually won things unlike other clubs which uh, purport themselves as big clubs but haven't won as much. So a lot of our legends, a lot of our legends, you know they they earn their legendary status the hard way, um, well deserved way. So that's a tough one, but overrated. Ah yeah, who? Yeah yeah yeah, overrated. That's a tough. 
cool. Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Ohio G- said your time's expired. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Gina. I'm gonna go. Gina. I respect that. Yeah, because Graham uh, came in and smashed it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, that yeah, that, that hit that hit Gina's legacy a little bit for me. Cool. Uh, Rodney, he's your favorite and one you feels overrated. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Words are my favorite. Special mention to RVP. And overrated has got to be going if I can't stand that fella. So it's just <laughs> got to be. Yeah. I can't stand him. Oh, a man said gigs. Oh, oh god. Yeah. Um, I can't. Boy, uh, let me not speak in it. But anyway, uh, do you know what? I, I, I hear him. I hear. Him. I hear him as well. No, 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 no. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, listen. I'm not we'll we'll do this in the group chat. Yeah, we'll do this in the group chat. To so go from flying winger to centre mid. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's hard still. That's hard still. There's some. There's some things we we just forget, can't say in it. Forget about his. Forget. Forget about his. Him as a person. I don't think we can do that. Why are you thinking about that? I wasn't even thinking of that. You know? yeah, I mean, I mention, no, mention that. The way you think that Giggs is overrated, bro. He's the best that come out of. The, he's the best to come out of the class of '92, right? What on ability or longevity? Bro, on on everything, he's the best to come out of the class of '92, bro. Then obviously mm. Skull's second, but Giggs is definitely number one, right? Okay. Longevity is his main thing. It's not just longevity, it's it's ability as well. Like I think the guy I think the guy um got five assists in every season that he played in the Prem minimum apart from his scary last numbers. Shit. That's scary no, numbers. no 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 a minimum listen, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. A minimum of five assists every season in twenty seasons in the Premier League. Is ridiculous. <laughs> that's it. That's longevity, is it? Hey, listen. We'll do this in the chat. Hey, Beckham, Beckham was. Beckham I thought was you're going. Get out of here. No, nah, he's not going. Just for you, Timmy. Just for you. I wouldn't leave you alone. I wouldn't dare leave you alone. Let me just say my piece on on Giggs. I think at his best, Beckham was better than him, more impactful in the team. Um, I think he spent a couple, a good couple of years in his prime, kind of being a bit of a sideman. And I think it is actually his longevity that's, at the end of the day, kind of inflated his his um, reputation. I don't really know what were his standout seasons when he was like the best five players in the league, best ten players in the league. I think you'll be str- if we went across oh, his career, you'd struggle to really pick those seasons out for for Ryan Giggs. I think um, good, good servant, really good player. But yeah, question between, mark. Between, oh, between, between ninety four, between ninety four and two thousand, Ryan Giggs was one of the top ten players in the league. Yeah, every single yeah. season. I'm not mad at that. Between ninety four and two thousand, he was one of the top ten players in the league. I want to maybe, maybe. I, 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 I have to write that out, man. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think top ten. I want to back that just by saying that I think we didn't. I think for myself, I definitely missed Ryan Giggs' prime. Like I think his prime had kind of. He'd already kind of come and gone a little bit. The hamstrings, you know, all the hamstring niggas he had, all of that jazz. Mm. Like, I think we kind of missed. I don't think we quite saw prime time. He was twenty-seven in two thousand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in, what the I'm saying. Thousands, <laughs> in the thousands, in the thousands, he like, weren't really it, bro. Like people, people don't give enough credit for players when they can reinvent themselves. No, I how can he be? The guy was twenty-seven no, no, no. in year two thousand, and mm. he played up until two thousand and fourteen. That's really good, At man. At the highest Listen. level, still getting five assists every single season minimum. 
still having games like bro, Ryan Giggs' footballing IQ is unreal. I can't think of um in my oh, lifetime a smarter Man United man. player than Ryan Giggs. I can't. Bro, what do you mean let's not do that? Well, no, what what do you not do that? Guys, 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 we won't we won't bro, what are we talking about? We're guys, talking about football. We're talking about guys, guys, we won't digress. We'll do a Patreon piece on Ryan Giggs's legacy. <laughs> anyway, we got top ten. Yeah. We got top ten of the top thirty coming up. So, so we'll yeah, get into that. Yeah, he'll get his own episode. It sounds like it might be a two-parter, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, he needs uh, it. So. That's that's calm. Um, got a question from Rick A. D. W. Do we prepare our players physically well? With Marshall, he put on weight and hasn't just lost his pace, but his agility and mobility as well. Lukaku went through the same thing during his time here, and even Pogba at the beginning of the season. Is our fitness an issue? No, I think we. I think Oli, I think Oli did say when he came in, fitness mm. was a big issue. But I think mm. we we worked on it. Exactly. I think fitness and yeah. um, conditioning is a little bit different. I do I do think maybe in conditioning we we are a little bit behind behind in comparison to some of the Italian clubs and a few others. But I don't think it's, it's, it's much of an issue. I think some of the injuries we've seen recently, recurrent injuries, is just because of uh, Oli overplaying players. But I think fitness-wise, we, we've improved from when we was um, under Jose. Oli even earlier stated that, and I think some of the numbers when Sky Sports show it, we run we run a lot better. So I, I think fitness-wise, we're good, and conditioning seems it seems to be it seems to be an an, an issue. Like you said, Lukaku, we didn't know he was allergic to was it eggs, and um, Martial. I think his I think his problems are all um, self-inflicting. I think he's probably at home eating spam and whatnot, and his weight is coming from that. I don't, I don't believe you can blame the club for him being heavy. To be honest with you. Cool. I think he probably put on a bit of weight to to deal with playing up front, but what what he kind of lost. I think is... it's the I think it's the dishes he's eating. That those don't those don't go down well, mate. <laughs> we said heavy heavy carbs, yeah. You can't you can't digest some of the meals yeah. that he's eating, boy. Yeah, I think he I think he tried to build his lower body strength to play up top. But um, what he kind of looked, there's a certain way you have to do those things to make sure you don't lose like your agility, your explosiveness, and it, it looks like he hasn't done that well. Uh, this one, I think you can answer this one, Timmy, from Paul underscore Adeyemi. Now that Medri has signed a new deal, when do you think he'll make his debut? Oh my boy, I was very happy when I got that news today, fam. Um, probably next season. He's injured at the moment. Um, I think he's just getting back into training, like individual training. But um, yeah, man, I've got high hopes for this kid. So. Um, as soon as as soon as he's back fit and training um, again, he's definitely going to be in the first team with um, uh, Charetire and um, Ahmad. He's going to be training with the first team and things like that. He probably won't make all the matchday squads and whatnot. Um, I think we're too deep into the season to see him get a debut this season, but I I could imagine as long as he's fit um, and we get a decent draw in the Carabao Cup next season. I'm talking like a League One or League Two side. He's probably going to make his debut then, be it a start or off the bench. But um, yeah, I absolutely expect him to be a great signing for United. Probably leave at like 23, 24 for a bigger team as well. If he um, hits the trajectory, I expect him to. But yeah, I'm buzzing for him, man. I'm very, very happy that he got that new deal. Oh, right. Man's already got him leaving before he's even started. Fair enough, man. Come on, man. These French dons, <laughs> bruv. These European dons, we know where their holy grail they're is. They're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Different. It's, it's yeah, not yeah, United, yeah. so... For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, got a question from Afghanistan. What does a good summer transfer window look like for the newly promoted technical team? 
Um, for me, and I guess we can discuss it as a group, I think we've got uh, four problem areas. So I'd say um, a centre-back partner for Maguire, um, defensive midfield, uh, a right winger, and I, I think we, we still need to be looking at a striker. Um, if I had to list those in terms of priority, defensive midfielder first, then I'd probably go to a right winger, then I'd go to a striker, then I'd go to a, a centre-back. Yeah, because I think we've still got Eric. But I think we've still got Eric Bay around, who's able to chip in and play good games. And Maguire and Lindelof can be solid um, at times. I think if you put a good defensive midfielder in front of those two, like we saw Matic's impact the back end of last season, that makes that trio more solid. Um, I then think that when we see our attack struggles as much as it does, the way Wambasaka plays and what he offers going forward hampers our attack and makes it so left-hand-sided that it's kind of easy for teams to... Well, not kind of, it's easy for teams to defend against us. And if Rashford's not necessarily having his best game, we're struggling. Because I think then that makes um, the right winger the next priority. I think then that naturally feeds into, even if we still had Marshall up top or we had Greenwood up top, they would score more goals because there's now a balance in terms of our chance creation and our overall control of the, the, the... pitch works better because we have that defensive midfielder in front of the centre-backs then I think we need a striker because my main striker cannot be Cavani and I just don't trust Martial and then I think yeah then then for me anyway centre-back would be the, the last of that group um, yeah that's how I'd and, and that's how I'd see it and if we got the defensive midfielder and the right winger I think I'd be I'd be happy I, I don't expect us to get all four this um, this summer um, anyone who's got their thoughts, yeah, feel free. No, I think you hit it nail on the head there, to be honest. I would, I would say I would put right back in there a bit higher. I think right back. Right. right back. <laughs> no, I, just, I would I would as well, but I just I don't think right we're going to get him. I've got, my eye on, I've got my eye on Ethan Laird, man. Maybe I'm a bit... Bro, he's doing well. He's doing yeah, well. Maybe I'm being a bit bro. silly. He's doing very well yeah, at the moment. He's yeah, playing wing back, though. Yeah. I would... I wouldn't mind us not getting a right back and um, a centre back if Oli was smart enough that in the games where he he, think, he feels he needs to tweak them, like player led, like if we if we're not going to need to be um, defending as much player led, if we're up against um, a top physical side player by and move the defensive line higher, do you know what I mean? Then we could compromise and then we wouldn't need those signings as as much. Um, but definitely the DM and right winger. That that is yeah, so I'll, imperative. I'll say, yeah, I think I think Morao made a good point. I think if you put a DM, then centre back sort of becomes less of an issue. I think I think right at the moment, I'm talking about on the tier, United fans are sort of breaking down attack and defence. When mm. it's, that's not football. Football isn't yeah. like that. Football is like even when you play in Sunday League level, defend from the front or things like that. Like football mm. is about working as a whole unit it's not attack and defense there has to be a connection you do when you when you attack you defend at the same time like when you defend you attack it's all that it's just thing things are combined you need to have a cohesion and i think morale's morale's spot on there when you get a dm or you get other positions in you i think you'll start to see center back becoming less of an issue because our center backs aren't terrible yeah not. and we aren't we aren't terrible defensively and this is us without a dm this is us when we attack. We don't we don't really have a right hand side, so teams are able to defend easily and counter easily. 
So I think when you when when you balance out the team in other areas, I think centre back becomes less of an issue. And I've always said, for me, I think our centre backs is the least of our worries when we're talking about when we're putting our worries into priorities. So I, I agree with Mariah. I think if you put a DM in there and you give us some balance on the right, and then you bring a striker who, who can bring goals and and also a balance to our attack, then yeah, I think I think centre back becomes less of an issue. I would even say we could we could ignore that for for the summer and then just go with uh, DM as the priority and the right wing and maybe look at getting um, Ethan, is it Lard into the team? Lard. I think think against the top sides as well, if we get a DM, yeah, that one DM and assuming Pogba stays, shifts McTominay and Fred out of the team, which means at a very basic level, we should be able to keep the ball better and if we keep the ball better, it means we don't concede as much chances to to the opposition, and then by default we shouldn't be in as as precarious position defensively as as we're currently facing against all these top six sides. My only thing is though, I, it, it doesn't seem like the club are looking at that. So it doesn't. I think, I, I think it's just us saying. What, I think it's everyone knows what we need, but I don't think the club are looking past Freddie McTominay. I think Oli himself is quite happy with that. I don't really see us linked with many um, defensive midfielders. I don't really, even when um, rumours mm. come out of who we're targeting, it, that well, what position? Yeah, there's never so a DM mentioned. I, I don't. It's never really mentioned. So I think they're quite happy with Fred McTominay, Pogba, Matic as the options. To be honest with you, I don't really. I don't see that. I know what we need, and everyone's in agreement. But I don't see the club signing the defensive midfielder in the summer. I, I don't think they see so, that as a priority. I yeah, think, I think them, they've got. They've got the marquee signing in Sancho there. I think they've planned that. The only hope I have is that obviously last season we were willing to spend thirty on Bellingham. So they they must have some sort of idea, and they're not blind. We've got a whole data and stats team. Like they must know that we need somebody who can pass from the back. But yeah, it's United. So what no, I, I would see. say is that I think I think like a fully fit Pogba playing in the midfield. I think the DM issue becomes slightly less of an issue if he's playing like the way he was playing nah, before. See, he got, that's, that's I disagree. If he, if I he disagree. Was, he was playing, playing, playing like that. Like, what I'm saying is, before he got injured, he was doing all of the dirty work and he was balling out going forward. He was doing so much more, like tracking back, so much more tackling, pressing. He was so much more engaged like, off the ball, and I feel like that kind of pull bar, I think it's a slightly less of an issue. I remember that severe game last year where. I think it was him, Fred, and Bruno midfield, and like obviously we lost two one, but on a good like we should have absolutely waxed. We should have oh, absolutely but... waxed Sevilla. Like we oh. absolutely dominate. Like on, we absolutely dominated Sevilla that game for, for for the majority of it. So I, for me, I, I, I think right wing, right wing. If we could get a right wing, I'm more comfortable having Marshall and Greenwood as our striking options, and having a proper sick right winger. Having Greenwood there, Ahmad can come in. I'm more comfortable with that, but ultimately, I agree with you guys that we need a DM. I think I like another DM for sure. So I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying. I hate. I, I, see, yeah. see, when we talk about DM, we should never ever mention Pogba ever. You shouldn't. No, even I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about Pogba as a DM. Yeah, I'm I, saying, I know what you're yeah, saying, yeah, but yeah, even, yeah. even like him playing, even him pl- playing that sort of bit where he does his defensive work that, that's not his best that's not the best side yeah. of the game when when Oli came in he played him further forward and gave him no defensive responsibility and you saw in the first 10 games or so he was balling out when we're speaking about our midfield I don't think we should be 
a lot of teams don't really give players like Pogba that much defensive responsibility. I think we should focus on giving DM that responsibility, then bringing a, then having a CM who contributes to that. And obviously, Pogba will have to do his bit in some situations or transitions. But ultimately, I think when we speak about Pogba, it should just be what he can do going forward. Agreed. I feel like Agreed. what I would say though, I feel like in twenty twenty one with the 2020-2021 with the sister players, the systems that a lot of teams in Europe have, like the graph that a lot of these, the collective units a lot of these teams are, are bringing. I think all these players need to mark in ultimately. I, I think the the days of giving someone like a lot of defensive, like freedom off the ball to not mark in as much defensively, I think it's it's a tough one. Um, me, per- I mean, look, me personally, I, I'd rather us play 4-3-3, have Bruno and, and Pogba at eight, um, have both of them, you know, share their responsibility um, but that, that's me. That's that again. That's a different conversation, isn't it? But that's what mm. I would prefer to see anyway. Um, where both of them are pressing, both of them are working hard, and it kind of listens the work. Generally, it kind of alleviates the workload on both of them as well because they can share it. So that's what I would actually that would actually be my preference. Fair um, I, I think you get the best out of both of them because it would make Fernandez kind of have to relax, calm down a little bit and share the burden with Pogba. So that's what I would like to see. But Oli, whatever, whatever reason, does not like does not rate four three three. So. That, that's, that's that in it for now. Agreed, agreed. Uh, got a question from A1 De Niro or Timmy, in case you guys didn't know. Um, given the choice in the summer, if you could, could enter the market for a striker, would you rather take Haaland or Kane? I'll go first. I'd rather take Haaland purely because we have Greenwood and I think there's more resale value in, in Haaland than Harry Kane. And yeah, everyone else can give your thoughts on who you'd rather. You know what, yeah. I thought I was going mad, but I told you, Mariah, you're saying his name wrong. Haaland. No, you said the, op- the opposite. Haaland, whatever. <laughs> there you I'm, I'm not even going to make a big deal out of it. Timmy had me thinking it was crazy. You've got five minutes left, so... Timmy had yeah, 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 stayed, stayed, stayed to oh, keep you out. my name out of your mouth, man. Keep <laughs> 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 you out. Bro, his name is Haaland, fam. Yeah, that, and that's not what Mariah was saying. That's what I said that time. That's not yeah. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you know why he said that? that? Because L because L D was calling him Harland or whatever, was it? Haaland. Oh, no, Holland, We need this we need to clear we need to clear this up, mother. We need to clear this up. LD was calling Holland. Listen, I will hold I will hold that L I will hold that L if I'm if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, I will hold it. He was calling him Ho and then Lund. Yeah, Holland, no. Holland. Holland. Holland or Holland. I reckon that in Norway they call him Holland, yeah? But that's why Halland will do. Halland will do. Um, yeah, but, um, CV. Um, what, yeah. Would you, what would you go with? Would you go with Halland or Kane, and why? <laughs> I I don't even know how to say his name now at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the Dortmund striker um, just because I think he's got he's got a bit more pace um, than Kane. Although Kane's actually an all round like he's a perfect player, but Kane's injury record. Um, scares me as well. And to your point, um, Haaland's all, um, obviously got great resale value as well. So I think that would be the better signing. He would be available for cheaper as well, much cheaper um, than Kane is. So it wouldn't make sense going for Kane, who's, what, like eight years, eight, nine years his senior. Cool. Uh, LD? 
I'm taking a Norwegian all day, every day. Daniel Levy. You know what I'm saying is that now. <laughs> I, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a Norwegian um, all day. Number one, Daniel Levy ain't selling to us if it's not for like stupid money. It's going to cost like probably double. Um, it's going to even cost double the cost that Dortmund, Dortmund would would want for us. Number one. So I feel like it just makes a lot more sense. Um, let's think about it. Like we we could spend that on we could spend that on him, and then we could go get Sancho for like the. You know, if, if you think about it, that's like we, that's the kind of price of paying to get one Harry Kane. I also think with players like Pogba and Bruno in the squad, Kane's so good at dropping deep and and playing those like his passing range is ridiculous. Like this season, we just like he's got so many assists. But with players like Bruno and Pogba in the team, I don't necessarily think we need that as much. Like you know, we are such a physical team. Like we have so much pace in our team. I feel like Holland, Haaland. I feel like he fits that. He fits the bill so much more in that respect um, as well. And like again, like I said, stuff part of Kane's. Oh, it's great that he has those, those abilities and look, like those are fantastic qualities to have. But I just feel like we don't necessarily need them as much because the play, the profile of players we have compared to a Tottenham, you don't necessarily have those creators um, in the same way that we do. So yeah, and and obviously forget number one, he's at like half the price and he's so much younger as well. And it, you know, so again, it kind of makes sense. And if we're looking at Tarkett and Sancho, it makes sense to get both of them as well. So yeah, all, for all of those reasons, I think it makes more sense to get Holland or Holland. Cool. How, how about you, uh, Rodney? <laughs> I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna go with Kane, man. Okay. I've got, I've got to go with Kane. He's, he's proven in the prem. Like if we, he hasn't asked like with a budget or anything. If we're just t- talking about two players in isolation. Then I'm gonna go with Kane simply because he's proven he's done it in the Prem. I don't know what um, this Norwegian bloke is gonna to come to the Prem and be able to Thank do. You. I don't know if he suits the way we play. Me sometimes, you know, I don't. I don't know if he suits the way we play. I don't know if we can adapt to the way he plays. I don't know how mm-hmm. Dortmund play. I know what I'm getting with Kane. And this this mm-hmm. thing where what just to touch on what LD said about his sort of creation side, Martial was dropping deep last season, and you saw the best of United. So I don't really think Kane dropping deep is going to be much of an issue. I think it's sort of it may it may be more. You won't even need to drop deep. Is that, that's what I mean. He's I, doing I mean, he's doing that at Spurs now because they don't have that ten right, on right, He wasn't doing it when Ericsson was there. But even if he does, it doesn't it doesn't hamper or it doesn't get in anyone's way because mm-hmm. we had Martial doing something similar, not in the creation sort of sense, but he was dropping deep also. So it's I don't, I don't know if it makes any difference. The evidence suggests that if he does what Martial does, you see a better United team because when Martial is on form. We're on form. So I, I, I'm going to go with Kane, man. I think you can't ignore the best striker in the world to go for someone who's going to come from the German league into a team which isn't isn't a well-coached team. We don't really put chances on the plate for our strikers like I see like I see that Norwegian getting sometimes. There's not really that much space in behind like I see in the German yeah. league. I just don't know if he suits the way we oh. play and I don't know if he's going to come and translate that into the Premier Exactly. That's People a fair enough, that's a fair enough point. I was going yeah. to ask. Look at Werner and that. Like, nah, Werner's different. If you watch Werner last season, he was looking as dangerous as Haaland is looking this season for Dortmund. Nah, but Werner's profile, Werner's only got He's only got speed as his key attribute. He's never been a clinical finisher, even from I think it was Euro twenty sixteen or it might be twenty eighteen. How many goals did he score last season? Um, Hugh Harland. I feel, sorry, yeah. um, he was playing for a team that create loads of chances. Leipzig create loads of chances, and like half of half of the goals he scored were literally because he was running in behind. 
Yeah, like, exactly. It's completely different in the Prem. Like, completely different in the Prem. A lot of Haaland's goals, he gets in behind. If he's not um, running in behind, um, he's getting a cross. He's getting on the end of a cross from Hazard or um, Sancho, whatever. Like, obviously, we know that ha- um, Haaland is a much better finisher than um, than Werner. But similarly to the season that Haaland's having this season, Werner Bin had that last season. And he's now in the Prems. Ding. No, Ver- Werner's goals were different, man. I've never rated Werner anyway. I think it's a mis- I don't like to... Like, Werner was very good last year, but like we're talking about a generational talent. We're talking about... We're talking about Ballon d'Or. Werner's not going to be in Ballon d'Or contention yeah, in like, yeah, five no, years, you get me? Like, this is a different level of a baller, I think. That's what I no, would but say. This is what but I'm you saying. need to add Bundesliga's tax to these standards. You've got to add Champions League tax as well, then. His numbers in the Champions League are absolutely outrageous. Like, yeah, they so are Kane. ridiculous. So are Kane's. Yeah, but he's eight, he, how, how much is he? Like, eight years younger? Seven years Kane younger? Was the, but Kane was doing this at like... And like, far, less, far less injury prone. And going to cost like half the price. I hear what you're saying. Kane's an incredible striker too. I'm not, That's Kane's, what I'm saying. Like, Kane is a better striker. Kane is a better striker than Haaland. Yeah, but the, the fact it's debatable. The fact it's even like a debatable thing. It's not debatable. It's not debatable. I think Kane has a much better, is a much better footballer, much better all round. If Kane was twenty and didn't play for Spurs or this Levy tax or whatever, Morales picking Kane, Stevie's picking Kane, you're probably picking Kane. Oh yeah, they're the same age for sure. I think. Yeah, they the, main, like, the main thing that I said with Harland is resale value. I've got I've got my eye on Greenwood as well. I can see Haaland being a success or not, but whatever yeah, happens, sure. he ends up stunting stunting Greenwood's development uh, in some way. And I think uh, Greenwood is that profile of all round striker that you want at the level that we're, we're we're playing at. So yeah, that that factored into my decision as well. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys um, one more question. Really? Now, I think the other questions are about Greenwood playing up top, which we had a segment on, so I think we won't go into that. Got a question, though, from underscore Usman17. Um, if finances aren't an issue, would you take that CR7 at United, especially with Marshall still in the mud? Nah, man. Been there, done that. No disrespect to CR7, the girl, no bam, but... No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disrespect him. I'm gonna disrespect him. I'm not, I'm not gonna dis, I'm not gonna disrespect him. I'm just saying, like, bro, like the thing with, with the thing with Ronaldo is that everything needs to be focused on him, and rightly so because he's that good. But we've got a team now where, you know, like we've got players like Rashford, Greenwood, Pogba. Uh, Bruno even that all need to shine in some way or all do shine in ways whereas it's not like the 2008 Ronaldo who hadn't hit his peak and he still wasn't the only one shining because we still had Rooney, we still had Tevez we still had Skulls pulling strings in the field we still had Giggs playing as well, you get me? So um, (laughs) so um, yeah, man, bro, <laughs> as good as Ronaldo is, man, it's just not anymore, man. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, uh, that's gone. The boat is gone. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The the nostalgia we have with this guy who tried to leave the club um, every season is a bit mad. 
The guy buffed out. That's it. It's done. And now you want to bring him back at 50. We've we got a good squad, man. We've got players who, who are thriving. We don't need to bring a player in where we need to create a system or create a sort of way of playing where we have to create chances for a guy who's on 500k a week. I just think we, we're past that. We've got, we've got a good team. We, we know the positions we need to improve on and he just doesn't, he doesn't fit that. I think that's a signing that we maybe would have made three, four years ago where it, it would have made a bit more sense. But at this point, I feel like Timmy said, our team is past that. We've got players who need to shine. We've got a system that we need to figure out to get those players to shine. I just think signing Ronaldo takes us two steps back because then we have to find out how we're going to play with him. How do you then fit him in the lineup? He's a big ego himself. Then there's going to be questions centered around him if he doesn't play well. It's just it's just two steps back, and I think I don't think he, I don't think he, he we we need that opportunity. We don't need to give him that opportunity. He has several opportunities to come back to the club when when it was going bad for him at Madrid, and then he went to Juve, and then now he wants that's nah, Banda. He can stay where he is and win nothing. Yeah, I don't think I could put it any 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 better myself, really. Um, and the listeners agree. Um, so with that, um, we'll leave it there. I want to thank you, Rodney and Timmy, for coming through. LD too. Uh, first up, of what up, we up, hope. Up, to be, up, uh, well, where does Stevie go? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, well, that says it all, really, doesn't it? Um, and and I guess we'll <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, nice thank you for having me, man. Rashford, he's in here, he scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. One